Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast today, brought to you all by our friends at betonline.net. I am joined by Max Raymond today. We have got a retirement to discuss. Employee number 11 hangs it up. Ryan Zerman, we'll get to that after our intro. You are Locked On Nationals. Your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast, and joining us tonight, it is Max Raymond of District On Deck to discuss the news that we had today, Max Ryan Zimmerman is calling it quits after 16 seasons in, I believe it's 16, uh, mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball. Yeah, the t- 2005. You know, you know, we're, we're, yeah, 2020 uh, doesn't count. He opted out. Yep. Yeah, there you go. So 16 seasons of Major League Baseball uh, for the the captain, for Mr. National. Um, when you saw the news today, what was your kind of initial reaction? Dude, so it was funny. I was uh, writing an article. We had a new writer come on. Started today. He messaged me. He was just like, hey, man, can I uh, write about Ron Zimmerman retiring? And I didn't know he retired yet. And I was like, I was not responding. Be like, well, he hasn't really retired yet. Like, he's still booing it over. Let me go on Twitter real quick just so I don't look like an idiot. First thing I saw was seven minutes ago, Barry Shalugo, the Washington Post. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you got it, dude. And then after that, it just hit me, man. Like, just Spent like four hours then Twitter just going down memory lane. I mean, I was nine years old when uh, he made his debut in 2005. And I just remember watching him coming home from school, uh, just looking at the Washington Post stats to see how he did. Then 2006, his rookie season when I was 10. And from there, man, I mean, I'm 26 now. So, like, I my entire childhood was just watching this guy play. And it, it's still and surreal. I mean, I was at Nass Park or watching on TV for some of his biggest moments, the Grand Slam against the Phillies walk-off in, I want to say, 2011, right before we, the Nats became relevant. Uh, I mean, I was at the the game against the Cubs in uh, Game 2, the NLDS, in 2016, when he and Bryce Harper hit homers and I want to say, the eighth inning when they are down like 2 nothing to like save the series. So, I mean, I've seen so many rounds of moments. And always been like, oh, yeah, he has another year. He has another year. Well, it's probably like no more a year. You and I have been talking about this for like two years now. When's he going to hang it up? And then he finally decided. I was surprised, but I don't know if you were. Yeah, I I think I think the lockout has a lot to do with this, right? Mm-hmm. We saw something similar happen with Howie Kendrick. Did he call it quits last year? Was that when he decided? Yeah, it um, was after the 2020 season ended. Right. And I think after all that, he's like, I don't really know if I want to wait around and kind of, you know, figure out, you know, like, like he could still go play, obviously how he's, it was mm. a pretty good hitter. Um, and Ryan's the same way, but I think there is a certain amount of ready to get on with the rest of his life. I was of the opinion that he was going to come back for 2022. Although it felt like goodbye there at the end of 2021 and he gets his moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had made the comment, I believe it was on the Sports Junkies, he had said, I'm kind of preparing like I'm going to play. I have not made a decision yet, but, you know, I'm operating under the assumption I'm going to play. You know, I'm keeping my body right. I'm doing everything I have to. And with that, I was like, you know, I think it's going to happen. 
But once the, you factor the lockout in and where he's at in his career, if I don't know when I'm supposed to report and I'm like, man, I'm just going to keep hanging out with my family and I'm kind of at the tail end anyway, like I might as well call it right. I mean, he, and, and this is not, and I, I think it's important for a guy like this. It's not a case of the game passing him by, right? He still has a role as, um, not just a veteran, a guy that you can kind of rely on on the on the bench to give your young guys, you know, some advice and whatnot, but also a productive role player at this point. You know, a guy that because they invested in a trade for Josh Bell could give you every, you know, uh, could give you as a bench bat and also play some first sometimes. And hey, you know, once the DH got involved, maybe we'd see mm-hmm. Ryan there too. But you know, it's so it's not like the game had passed him by in any respect, right? He still right. had a lot to give, so he. I, I like the fact that I think a lot of Nationals fans are happy that Ryan gets to go out on his terms. I mean, last year he was worth 1.2 war uh, per B war. And put in, uh, put in uh, comparison, he was only worth uh, 0.5 war in 2019, right? So, and that's including the year after he took off. And when it was announced that the DH was a thing, I was like, oh, well, Zimmerman's obviously going to DH for the next, next, for the Nats next year. He's going to take some reps, going to split uh, platoon with uh, who I seem was going to be uh, Riley Adams. And now I assume for now Adams is going to be the full-time DH because that way they can bring Tres Pereira up and make, or Tres Pereira up and make him the backup catcher. At least that's what I would do. But then this happens, right? And then thing you got to take in consideration, pretty sure his wife just had his fourth kid. They did, yeah. Like, like a month ago. So does he really want to take a whole another year off being away from his wife while she's dealing with a baby. Um, so that's what you have to factor in. And then you were right. Like today was supposed to be the day where everyone tweets out 14 days between pitchers and catchers report. It's like a baseball unofficial holiday. And when it didn't happen, it's not surprising on the day it was supposed to be the Zimmerman decided to hang up his cleats. But it also looks like this has been under wraps for a while because when Barry Saruga tweeted it out, he had his article already done. And yeah, and then Jesse Doherty of the Washington Post tweeted out his collage of pictures and stuff, and that was already done. And then I saw a tweet from Ta- Talk Nats that he heard um, about a week ago. Zimmerman was inviting people over for the day after Valentine's Day for a party, and at the time it didn't sound like nothing. And then he's realizing that it was going to be a retirement party. So it sounds like they've um, they've had this. He probably made his decision about a month ago. Well, and you know, and you know, publications always have that stuff ready to go. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know, fired up. But I I think that. I mean, do you agree with me that the uncertainty here? It's like if you yeah. just had a fourth kid, like what the heck? Like screw that, man! Like I'm, I mean, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go play with my children. I'm gonna go eat some ice cream. You guys, you guys, peace. You guys figure this out yourself. Look at, uh, John, John Lester and Kyle Seeger also decided to hang it up, and no one knew. John Lester, you could assume Kyle Seeger. I really thought it was gonna be yeah, a hot body yeah. on the trademark on the agent market, and then he decided to hang him up partly because there was a lockout. Like so. Yeah, he's not the only one to have his decision made for him. Yeah, you know, it's and and it's. I, I think at the end, I mean, you know, the big thing was it was pretty cool that the fact that his foundation, Zimf's foundation, on mm-hmm. Twitter, they're the ones who got to release the statement for him. Because I, I mean, I've seen in the past his wife will sometimes release statements because I don't think Ryan has social media. At least to my knowledge, he doesn't have any social media. But the fact that the organ is uh, the um, the foundation gets to do it, and I mean, you know. Classic Ryan Zimmerman fashion here, Max. All class. Thanks just about everybody you could think mm-hmm. of, from the trainers to the stadium, 
workers, to the learner family, to his agency, to his teammates, to his wife, to his children. And he's, and I'll, I'll read you the last part of here of the statement. It says, although my baseball career has come to an end, my family and I will continue to be heavily involved in the DMV community. You have given so much to us over the past 17 years. It is time for us to give back to you. We look forward to continuing many of our community programs and starting new ones in the future. Our kids will be raised here, and this is now our home, and we could not be more excited. So this is not a goodbye, but it's more of a see you around employee number 11. You know, it kind of gets you a little emotional just reading that. But, like, this this guy is, um, you know... I mean, damn near DC Mount Mount Rushmore, right? I mean, this is mm-hmm. you know, this is a guy who was. I mean, when they came here, when the baseball team got brought back to DC, he was the first pick. He was the first pick they took. The first guy. He was the first new national, and for him to play here, wire to wire, for him to, and also, you know, he kind of went through all the stages, right? He went through the suck. The, I mean, well, the new franchise, you know, what I mean, they're new, so it's not really suck, you know. But like, then they had the actual downturn, right? The, the yeah. actual, your new franchise, you suck. Then they had the the struggle, right? Once they became kind of a perennial playoff contender, he even mentions in his goodbye article the four falls of Washington in the first round, and then 2019, the World Series. I mean, this guy went through every single stage of development of mm-hmm. a franchise. He lived it, and that's why you know, you, I mean, you know, he could have retired before, but like. This is, it's kind of just, yeah, you've done it all, man. You've done it all. And even stuck around for a little while afterwards to mm-hmm. help out, you know, even a year where he might not have had to. Um, he's just, he's been through all the phases. And it, and it's awesome to see, too, the fact that he said it's more of a see you around. Like, Ryan Zerman is not disappearing anywhere. I mean, it's funny because he retires as the 57th player in baseball history to play 16 or more years with one organization mm. like that's just absurd like that's not that many less than Being, 60 people and, and baseball's got a long history right it's and think long. about it not their free agency wasn't a thing till curtis flood and that was the 50s 60s somewhere mm. in that era right so that was a good 50 to 80 years where unless you were traded you played for one team so the fact that he still found a way to play for 16 plus years with the Nats in, in a time when it doesn't happen anymore, mm-hmm. you're trading superstars for prospects the second you get a chance. Players have all the power now to ask for a trade. And Zerman, in his when he resigned in 2012, he told the Nats, "He's like, I'll take a home count this uh, hometown discount. Give me a no trade clause." Rizzo does not like giving those, and he gave Zimmerman a full no trade clause because that was the guy to build around. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's just stuff like that that happens. And it's funny, ESPN even tweeted out a whole tweet today about Ryan Zimmerman retiring. And they usually don't do that. They usually stick to basketball and football primarily. And if they do talk about baseball, it's like the playoffs and other stuff. Not, And it's usually not for a guy that's not going to be in the Hall of Fame, but for the fact that Zimmerman played yeah. his entire career for one team, the fact that he was their first ever draft pick. And another thing people forget, he was in the minors for, what, 40 games? He got called up the right. year he got drafted. That doesn't happen anymore, right? And 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 it's it's so impressive to see. Let's let's. I'm going to take a quick word here from our sponsors, and we can kind of keep talking about what you know Zim's rise and what his legacy means. Today's show is brought to you all by uh, Built Bar, our friends at Built. I bet 
I bet Ryan Zerman housed a few built bars uh, when he decided to retire. I'm sure he he took a load off and just ate a bunch. And he can eat whatever he wants now. But you guys can go to built.com today. It's built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15. You'll get 15% off built.com today. All kinds of flavors. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, uh, white chocolate cookies and cream this month too. So go check that out today. Once again, built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Um, and, and the real, the real headliner to the career too is world champion. And, and um, Max, he was not a passenger, right? For that world championship. He was a major contributor day in and day out. And, and mind you, not, I mean, not at a very young age, right? What's he? 36, 37, 37, 37 so 35, 34, right? 35 on that run. Um, and was a major everyday, uh, you know, to, uh, a part of that. And, you know, it kind of goes back to what we talked about, like to, to be, to be there for the entire building of it. I mean, it's just, you know, like that kind of cements his legacy. I think in the, in the DC sports lore is that this is a guy who stuck with it. This is almost like, it, honestly, like the only other athlete I can think of has happened. If Bradley Beal somehow managed to stay with the wizards for like, another, like six, seven years and got a title, everybody'd be like, we're not sure why you stood here for so long, Bradley, well, but you did. And you, <laughs> you get the champion. It, it, when people think it, it's literally going to be him. Obi and Backstrom, right? I mean, yeah, Obi stayed as the guys who stayed, and 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 they were made the foundational pieces to build that team around. Because when Obi was drafted number one pick for a reason, they right. were really bad the first few years. But when the two of them started gelling together, the rest is history. Similar to the Nats, the only difference is they uh, their draft picks hit, so they could stay contenders compared to Nats not. But like that's two other guys that it's like those three were the entire 2000s and 2010s. When you think DC sports, you think those three guys. Yeah. And, and, and like you mentioned too, I mean, look, I love Ryan Zerman. He's not going to be a hall of famer. I think, I mean, no. do you think he will get on the ballot? He might get on the ballot. I mean, yeah, he's going to be on the ballot just because eligible, but yeah, uh, he's not going to get both. I mean, I will die on the sale. If he doesn't get hurt, I think he gets close. Yeah. To being yeah. an actual like hall of famer. If he does injuries, man. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's a very fair point. I mean, um, I think the next part of this conversation, because like, you know, and look, this is something that we've talked about ad nauseum. You know, we've had a lot of these conversations about Ryan Zerman and his legacy, and it's just now finally today happening. So, you know, we're kind of reviewing that. But I think for Nationals fans now, right, the big question is, okay, what does this mean for the Nats? And I actually think it's a positive thing. Um, you know, Ryan, for as good as Ryan was towards the back end, I mean, Look at what this this group, you and I have talked about it. I've talked about it a bunch in the show. I'm sure you're writing about it too. This year for the Nationals is going to be all about seeing what they've got with a bunch of younger guys. And Josh Bell is somebody, I mean, you know, we kind of know what he is, but also you want to see what, I mean, he needs to keep playing well. The Nationals, Nationals are going to resign him. You and I have talked about this. Mm-hmm. The next position, though, is it's that backup first base, backup catcher, DH yeah. position. And Riley Adams, who you've mentioned, seems like the guy. And I know they're getting him some reps at first. And good Lord, I hope spring training happens sometime soon because I'd love, you know, we'd love to get him, love to get some pictures of him in Florida, uh, you know, playing playing first base, right? I think that's what we're all kind of trying to see, what they're going to do with guys like that. You know, how is Lane Thomas going to do? But th- that opens up that position. And I think the first mm-hmm. guy we all think of is Riley Adams immediately for the backup first, DH. Just find a way to get this guy in the lineup because he was so good down the stretch last year. 
And then another uh, – actually, first person I thought of was Tres Pereira. Last year when he called up oh, in yeah. 30 games, he was excellent. And then Riley Adams and Kiber Ruiz were called up, so he got sent back down. Not fair, but it is what it is. And now – and everyone's like, well, Riley Adams is going to do backup. Now DH is a thing. And I was like, oh, Zierman's going to split time with Riley Adams. And then maybe Trace gets called up. Now you need a DH. This gives away for the Nats to carry three catchers and get away with it. Um, you And I say you take advantage of it because they all have different aspects that they're good at. Uh, Barrera is more of a contact guy to get on base. Riley Adams is that power. And then mm-hmm. Kiber Ruiz is just like you're all, all around, around just like solid, like hopefully all-star. And that's going to help out. But we'll see. I mean, if a dream scenario next year's DH for the Nats is Kyle Schwarber, that's who I want back. That's right, right, right. But if that doesn't happen, I would love to see Riley Adams be our DH because who else could it be? Yadio Hernandez, whoever loses the outfield spot, so like Robles or Lane Thomas. Andrew Stevenson, I mean, you know. Like, I don't think you want those guys. Maybe Hernandez, but like, you don't really want those guys. And then I don't know if any of like our prospect bats are ready. Like, I don't think Jackson. Clough yeah, is ready. Casey, him up there? Yeah, no, I don't think so. No, I mean, Donovan Casey's also more projected to be a fourth outfielder because of his strikeout issue. And the power bats that you do have, TJ White, uh, Brandon Brogier, not really a power bat, but he's a contact guy, and then Brady House, none of them are near ready, right? right. Even in a few years. So, like, Riley Adams, for me right now, is a front runner to be the DH, which helps out. But at the same time, the way you said, they're going to miss Zerman because – you're in a rebuild. You need that guy to help out with, with the mentoring. And they're right. going to miss – in the middle of rebuild, they're going to miss Zimmerman's mentorship, the helping the guys learn who they are and become baseball players. Yeah, it's the trade-off, right? The opportunity is what presents itself now, but mm-hmm. they are going to lose that veteran um, that veteran presence. And, and that's the big thing now because you look across this roster, where does the veteran leadership come from? That is, you know, it's kind of Nationals veteran leadership, right? I mean, Josh Bell's been there for a year. Cesar Hernandez is just is not been a National. He's coming in. It's Strasburg. Stra- if and, he stays healthy, it's Strasburg. We hope, we hope he's in the clubhouse around the guys because he's, he's hurt. I mean, the and funny you know, thing, and like the other veteran is going to be a 23-year-old named Juan Soto. Right, right. And 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 so, you know, the um, Victor Robles is, is now one of the more tenured guys at a position and, and mm-hmm. this guy's fighting for his, for his nationals life. Probably Patrick like, Corbin, like he's under his fourth year of the team, but he's one of the longest tenure guys also. Right. It's, it's crazy to think. And so, you know, they've got some pitching mentorship. You're totally right. But, but as for the kind of the hitting, the fielding side of things, I it's think Soto. Josh Bell's a guy. Yes. It's Soto. Well, it's Soto. It's going to be Soto. Yeah. Which I, you know, I love. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. Right. He, and he's just such a mature guy as it is right now. Um, but I think Josh, this is why you and I had talked about Josh Bell, right? You and I had talked about maybe the idea of re-signing him, not as a guy that helps you win in 22, right? But as a guy, you get locked up for two or three years. So once you try to be competitive again, I'm not mm-hmm. worried about finding a first baseman, right? We know what we got over there at first. He, he, to me is a pretty natural leader, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know it's kind of a weird thing to think of, but like the book club stuff, I mean, yeah. That's that's natural leader stuff. No, you, you don't do television ads about a book club that you're doing if you're just some you know a guy who's got no interest in getting involved in the community and being a leader. This guy 
is kind of like Zimmerman in that respect, is that this guy wants to be out there. He wants to be, you know, uh, a positive influence on other people. Another guy that's going to be a leader, even though he's not training the second year of the team, it's going to be Alcides Escobar. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't have, like, the leadership yeah. of most, like, he's, like, not tenured, but has a World Series ring, was instrumental, key success to that Royals, like, time period, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Lead really off hitter for a World Championship team. Mm-hmm. Lead off hitter. I mean, you know. And, like, yeah, Cesar Hernandez, Cesar Hernandez is new, but he's also going to be another guy that they're going to have to pick his brain because he's close to the 10-year mark. In the Maybe not 10, but he's been there for a while. Like, I feel like yeah. he's always burning the Nats. So those two are going to be leaned on. Uh, Josh Bell, I mean, Josh Bell is low-key perfect for this because he already went for a rebuild in Pittsburgh. He knows what to expect. He's been rebuilding his entire career. He's never played for a winning team. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, while you can never replace the natural leadership of uh, Ryan Zerman, mm-hmm. just, just from like a Ryan, like where can I get good whatever food, like seafood? Yeah. Where can I get good? Like, you know, Ryan, like, you could ask Ryan Zerman literally anything, you know, about, about being a national and he can help you out. Yes. And amongst other things, right. You know, you know, about mm-hmm. everything else. But I still think they, like you said, they do have some vets. The problem is those guys haven't been around very long. So the burden of being a national longer now falls on the shoulders of Juan Soto. It always comes back to Juan, doesn't it? Right. Mm -hmm. Everything really always comes back to Juan out there. Um, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. uh, There was a reason they paid all that money for Jason Worth in 2011. Yeah, for his playing style, but they knew he wasn't a superstar. They wanted it, one, to bring in people. So like, oh, if Jason Worth's going, I want to go. But mostly his leadership, man. And I want to see once free agency reopens and the lockout ends, if they sign a guy to be the veteran leader. Is there a guy in the free agent market you would want to come in for that type of role? Right. Uh, um, trying to think. I mean – like Chris Bryant, but that's a lot of money. Because the thing is, I don't know if you necessarily bring in veteran leadership. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things that's more cultivated, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I think Schwarber makes a lot of sense because he he was he was pretty natural too, right? I mean, you'd see him, you hear him talk uh, a lot of times in post game stuff. Just so team oriented, team focused. Um, you know, and they loved him here. They absolutely loved Schwarber in DC. I mean, he Schwarbaum. was, yeah, Schwarbaums were, I mean, they were just they, the crowd, the, the crowds of the people love it. I always love his interviews afterwards too. Once again, very team oriented. If you're going to go for a veteran and, and he kind of, I mean, he's going to be, a, excuse me, a bit more expensive, Max. Cause yeah. I think, you know, people are starting his value in modern baseball is something that, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's, Especially, Especially with the DH. DH coming in and with the leadoff ability that we're all seeing now. Uh, he can Actually, he can thank Dave Martinez for this too because Dave Martinez did not give up on hitting Schwarber leadoff. It didn't always work out in Chicago. Try to hear in D.C. when he got a hold of him again. And mm-hmm. guess what? Uh, he, he's adding a couple extra uh, figures onto, onto that contract he's going to get mm-hmm. because of his ability, not just with the DH coming in, in my opinion, but with also the idea of hitting him first becomes much more versatile. I think we'd all love to see him back in D.C. Multi-year deal. It's one of those things, again, where you're probably thinking, all right, if we bring him back, one of the outfield spots is taken care of. Once we try, we know, as we're trying to figure out who could stick, who, who will not, it's not something I have to worry about. And even if he sucks in the outfield, I can just put him at D.H. And that's that. So mm-hmm. I that hits the first guy who comes to all of our minds right now. Um, because 
I don't think they should go too heavy spending wise, you know, and if you're going to do it, that's the kind of guy to do it because you know what the plan is with him. And you've already seen him just have major success in the ballpark, albeit a short period of time. I mean, also he's, and yeah, he's going to be pricey, but like, I don't even think you have to break a hundred mil to get Schwarber. He's not going to come in the range of Chris Bryant and Carlos Correa. Like, yeah, one of the best guys left were out breaking the bank. Um, what fifteen a year, twenty a year? I mean, yeah, but, which is worth, which to me is is probably in the, you know. I would it's, give them every day. He's not going to feel like it. And the thing about Kyle Schwarber is, it won't feel like it's worth it every single day. It's not how it's, that no. that that works. But he's going to provide for you. We already and we've already seen him in a lineup with Juan. I mean, we've already seen him in a lineup. It all here's the thing, you got if you get Schwarber back, you've got one figured out, you've got three or two figured out. You gotta find a third banana, and you know you can work through that and try to figure that out. But that's pretty, pretty decent position to put mm-hmm. some in. Um, I just want to ask you uh, one more thing. You know, as as we get out of here, um, you know, do you think this is somebody who's going at Ryan Zerman, who is going to return to the organization, hundred percent, eventually in some capacity, maybe a fan ambassador, or do you think he's going to end up being you know some kind of front office? situation where it's not like a mascot situation it's an actual you know player develop or coaching or player development or whatever not in the immediate he wants to spend some time with his family and he's good lord knows he's earned it but do you think that's going to happen at some point and what do you think that role could be matt wayrick of nbc sports washington actually just tweeted out 15 minutes ago and he said if you're wondering what might be next for zerman he told junks radio in november that would be open to a part-time broadcasting gig and might consider managing down the line. There so, you go. yes. 100% so, yes. so future Nationals manager Ryan Zimmerman is what you're saying? Yeah, I would love him in the booth. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of uh, kind of sucks, right? Because I like Kevin Franzen a lot. Yeah, like, and if, he admit, if Zimmerman had said he was doing this a year ago, then, right. yeah. like I think now on the days where Franzen doesn't do it, I think it's a no-brainer. I think they're gonna. I think Zim's gonna to be the guy. Just there. test him out, see if he can do it or not. Yeah, and and maybe look if they add a desk eventually back again, it might be him and Dan Colco on the on the desk. They they but here's the thing is they got to get creative. They got to find him way find ways to honor him as much as possible. Um, Max, I, I, I did you go to a couple games last year? I think you did, right? I think I went to one. I was just busy. I went to. But you saw it on TV every single time Zim came up. It was standing yeah. ovation. You know yeah, because I mean? no one knew like when it was gonna be the last. Right. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, it was awesome. I loved it. I loved never got tired of it. Never got tired of it. Yeah, I, I went to the game the the game right after the fire sale. So I went to August uh no the day before the fire sale. I believe I went to July thirty. I don't know. I just remember there was a lot of new faces when I was at that game. It was like <laughs> Luis Garcia and Cara Kibum and like I think like it was, it was just awesome. Like, did Jeffrey I, Rodriguez. I, I was there for uh, Klobosit's, uh, Gabe Klobosit's debut. That's right. Because he came go. in in the ninth inning. Yeah. Uh, all right, Max. So there it is. Ryan Zerman calls it quits. Amazing career. I, I'm actually kind of happy for him today. Like, I, it's mm-hmm. sad it's over, right? But like, I mean, genuine sense of joy and, and excited to see what's next for him. And it wasn't just Nat's Twitter that was happy. Like it was all of like baseball Twitter that was enjoying it. I even saw some Phillies fans getting in the fun. I saw a bunch of Phillies fans said, "Finally, because Zimmerman would always put up monster <laughs> games against the Phillies." That's that, that's pretty funny. Yeah, and and look, I think at this time period too, where everybody is just searching for some positive baseball news, this yeah. kind of lifts us up and makes us all happy. Max, where can people find you and your work? 
Um, check us out at Dish It On Deck. Check me out at Maximum Raymond. Uh, just going to keep you guys with some baseball stuff as we slowly get through this lockout. Once again, All thanks right. for having me back, man. Always, man. It's always a pleasure. Talk to you soon. All right, dude.